Hello, everybody. Um, it is eight o'clock here. I'm a little bit foggy in the Zoom. I think I look okay over Instagram. But um, we have some interesting things that happened to us this week, or not to us, to some people. Um, and I wanted to go over because I actually just added it into the 2024 book, which I started uh, writing in between sessions. I'm here in Istanbul. I don't think you can recognize the view, but this is Istanbul. And um, uh, thanks for all of you guys in Istanbul that even though it's vacation, uh, you're coming uh, and uh, joining us. And I see some people that, oh, I see Belinda there, uh, that I usually see on Zoom. I see, I think you're in New York. So yeah, everything is being shuffled and moved around. So that's kind of interesting. Again, I'm sorry. I wonder if I can clean it. Wait a second. Uh, sorry. But now, now it's complaining. Sorry. Hello. No, didn't really help. I think it's the new update from Zoom. It's uh, uh, always trying too hard. Or maybe it's a light situation. Sorry, it's kind of eight o'clock here. But anyway, uh, let's go down immediately uh, to business and um, uh, business of the planets and look at what's going on. Uh, the next week. And now, next week is going to be our last for this uh, season. I guess we are done with the 40. 40 is a very auspicious number. It's always been associated with uh, the span of time. You know, the 40 is the age of reason, uh, the age of wisdom. So uh, we're going to do a little bit of a break until I return to Los Angeles. And uh, what we're going to do to next week, because it's going to be like a month or so, I'm not going to do every day. We're going to do about the major things that we have to focus on the next week. So again, next week, we are going to have the layout for the rest of the summer if you're in the northern hemisphere and the winter if you're in the lower hemisphere, not lower, southern. Okay, it's not low, it's perfect, but it's just in the south of the equator. So we are looking at June 25. Today is a Sunday. Um, and today the moon is in Virgo. It's the end of Virgo. It can be a little bit. No, actually, it's not going to be so much of a void, of course, because Pluto is at the end of Capricorn. So it's not going to let the moon be unheard, which is basically what void, of course, is all about. Um, but the moon in Virgo is all about work. I know it's Sunday. Uh, I just uh, finished work. Not everybody's working on Sunday. But even if you're not working on Sunday, you're working on not working, or maybe you're working on relaxing. That's also type of a work. And the moon in Virgo just means that whatever you're doing, just do it in a sane, in a, a methodical, in a, a reasonable way, because that's what Virgo likes. And definitely pay attention to your diet. Tomorrow, though, is interesting because tomorrow, what? Ah, it's ours. Sorry, sorry. Um, we are looking at days. So tomorrow on June 26, it's a Monday. We're going to have the moon moving into Libra. So we're going to have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The first, let's say, half of the week is more dedicated toward peace, kind of chilling out, relaxing. And there is a the sense that things can work or start working a little bit better. Now, yes, that Uranus that I promised that is going to be pretty unpredictable, sending this square to Mars, 
is part of what was going on with the Wagner opera. And I'm not talking about the ring, um, even though it is uh, dark, everything to do with Wagner is dark. Even if his music is good, it's dark. That's why it's used for, uh, you know, the bad guys in Star Wars and the Imperial uh, theme. And also in uh, the news, if you heard what was going on with Wagner uh, in the last few days, we'll definitely pay attention to that and take a look at it because it's kind of fascinating it's a lot of things converging and that's always how how it works you know uh, let's say a, a few things have to happen in order for a process to unfold the same way that just putting a seed in the ground is not going to make it grow if there's no earth in the ground a mineral if there's no water and if it's not the right season so it's never if if then if then it's always a few ifs that have to come together in order to conspire for the then to come across and the same thing about this uh, incident that happened from June 23rd until June 24, basically, less than almost 24, 24 hours, the whole incident. But again, it was definitely influenced by that Uranus squaring Mars, Uranus unpredictable, crazy, wild Mars, the god of war. It's in Leo, which is all about egos. And remember, we talked last week, I warned you about how the dark moon is sitting on top of Mars, the dark moon uh, being Lilith on top of Mars is definitely a deadly thing. And this week, we're going to have Venus moving on top of the black moon. So the saga is not completely over. In Venus, uh, relating subjects that could be associated with a similar thing that happened uh, in the weekend might be related to some of your relationship, partnership, something in finance, something in diplomacy still. So it's not completely resolved, everything. And Venus on top of the black moon, again, it's once a year or so that it happens, but it doesn't always happen in Leo. And it doesn't always happen in the shadow of Venus retrograde. So we're entering the shadow of Venus retrograde. So it's definitely intense. Remember, we talked about July 22nd is when Venus is going to be retrograde until September 5. We're going to talk about it more next week. And that's why I told you that Venus is going to come close, 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 almost wanting to hug and touch and, and, and embrace her Mars, her lover. And then they're going to be separated in a very dramatic way when Venus decides that she's going backward and Mars is going to continue forward. So it's almost as if Venus and Mars are having this little thing there. But um, look at Mars. He's heading towards Athena. I guess he decided to go with the goddess of war instead of the goddess of beauty for a change. And that square that was going on between Uranus and Mars is peaking today, tomorrow, and even Tuesday. So it is still a little bit unpredictable, crazy, wild, uh, not the easiest energy. So just as much as you can, pay attention, lay low, no explosive energy. So just be a little bit more uh, mindful. So let me change uh, my internet. It might make a little... Um, um no actually it's okay so um just pay attention to it again we're gonna have the uh, mars squaring uranus it is causing unpredictability accidents mishaps pay extra attention to your physicality to your vitality uh, try to avoid being impulsive as much as possible it's almost like absent-minded because we're talking about leo and taurus leo is the realm of love romance uh, and it can affect of course the heart but it also could be related to ego and taurus is when we are getting too stubborn or when it's to do with finance uh, the five senses art design colors just be a little bit more uh, aware okay it's just uh, you know when when telling you it's almost like driving um 
where was I driving recently that was kind of uh, strange? I was driving in Sofia for the first time. Uh, was I driving? I never drove in, in Istanbul. Well, I'm definitely not going to drive tomorrow in Istanbul. Yeah, but that's an example of like pay extra attention. So it's almost like you needed to drive in a new place that um, is a different side of the road and it's a shift instead of uh, automatic or automatic instead of shift, whatever. Just pay extra attention. Hey, because Venus and but dark black moon Lilith and Mars are all clutched together and they're getting a big square from uh, Uranus. The fact that Chiron is helping us this week is vital because uh, Venus is going to create a beautiful trying to only to teach the warriors and the fighters to also teach uh, the artist. And it is something that is possible mythologically speaking, because Chiron also was teaching his uh, warriors how to play uh, music, the same way that, again, we talked about it, King David, the redheaded uh, warrior, was also a musician. So, again, just pay a little bit more attention. The fact that the moon is in Libra can help us. It can counter some of that negativity, especially because on Tuesday, the moon is going to be sending a very healing sextile to Venus, the black moon, and Mars. So, Tuesday should be a little bit easier than Monday overall. And uh, you can see that the, the um, um, north node the dragon is zero zero degrees taurus because the north node always goes retrograde it's representing past lives it means that we are now at the end of our journey of a year and a half of the north node being in taurus and in middle of july it's going to move into aries until january of 2025 so that's going to also happen in July when we're not going to be conversing. But I think most of you get the, new, get the newsletter, and I'm definitely going to inform you about that. And of course, in the book of 2023, there's a whole chapter about it. So I've done it for you guys. So anyway, tomorrow, Monday, the moon is in Libra. It's also going to extend towards Tuesday. In Tuesday, like I uh, promised, there is going to be another change happening. Is it happening on Tuesday? Yeah, in Tuesday. We're going to have Mercury moving away from his own sign where he was for three weeks and it's going to move into cancer. Mercury is okay with being in cancer, uh, but he's not as happy as being in Gemini. So some of the conversations, some of the information, some of the data, some of your words, some of your writing is going to be a little bit slower. And the way to work with Mercury in cancer is definitely try it out for three weeks instead of saying, I think... Um, you're going to have to say, I feel. So the more you work with emotions and feelings in your writing, in your communication, in your negotiations, the better it will be. So remember, we talked about it many times that just saying, I feel that maybe we need to move this here, or I feel we need to design it like that, or I feel that maybe if you give me this, I can give you that instead of think. Just because that way Mercury can aid you much more, and it's going to be more in the zygase, in the spirit of the time. And Mercury is also going to be on top of the sun, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So at the end of this week, it's actually marking a lot of um, intellectual clarity, as long as it's somehow related to your guts. So again, definitely channeling is going to go much stronger in the next few weeks. Intuition is going to get higher. Um, and also family also will be very, very good. So this is a good time if you need to somehow heal or communicate or negotiate with family members if you have a family business this also can be very helpful and now you can see how venus is moving closer and closer 
to the black moon. Uh, Tuesday, she's one degree away, which basically means that Wednesday and Thursday, she's hitting it home. So Wednesday, Thursday will be the peak of that. Now, it could be that you're going to have certain unexpected issues with a friend or dealing with somebody who's a coworker who's very jealous. So there could be, again, some, the mother of demons is, is plotting. You know, she's going to try to get you into a corner. She's going to try to make you like her. You know, so that means gossip or slandering or saying bad things. So the minute you hear it, you just don't no, no, like this. I can't hear. I can't hear. I can't hear. You just try to not respond to it. You can hear it because it's good information, but you don't necessarily have to act on it or respond to it, even if you're you're kind of triggered. So people are going to try to push your buttons, but you don't necessarily have to um Work according to what that active button activation is in you. So really try not to be responsive, not to be reactive. And again, the moon in Libra is the moon of justice. It is an intellectual moon, so it can really help you. And look at that beautiful sextile that is caused by the moon and Venus, the moon, and uh, Mars, the moon, and the black, uh, the black moon. So we have that help in Tuesday. What's happening on um, um, Wednesday is interesting on June 28 is that we have the moon moving into Scorpio right when Venus is hitting the black moon. That is a little bit more challenging. So Wednesday, Thursday, and a little bit of Friday is going to be the peak of the, let's say, difficulty of this week. So definitely pay attention to it. The good thing about this, um, uh, the end of the week, or let's say the second part of the week, is that we have Saturn in Pisces, sending a trine to Mercury in Cancer and the Sun in Cancer and even the Moon in Scorpio. So we definitely have protection. We're lucky to have that. So we're going to have the protection of water, meaning the protection of your integrity, the protection of your feelings, the protection of your intuition, the protection of your family, protection of your genetics, everything that relates to water. Uh, or literally, it's challenging. I'm challenging myself because I read that you can drink up to 3.5, I think, uh, liters a day for men. I think for women, it's a little bit different. And I've started like drinking it like crazy, trying to see uh, what will happen, trying to drown everything. And it's actually kind of interesting what it, uh, what it does to you. Uh, so I recommend this this week, especially from Wednesday to Friday. Drink the hell as much as you can uh, until, of course, it's, uh, it's dangerous, you know, uh, Spend time in water, spend time near water, because we have Neptune in Pisces, which is the best place for him to be. We have Saturn sending that trine. You see that on the map that I'm showing you right now, the beautiful triangle. And all that negativity that's coming from the Venus and, and, and the Black Moon and Mars in uh, Leo, which is fire, can be offset by that protection of water. Because triangle always talks about water. So again, with Mercury and the Coming, connect, con, coming to that full conjunction, probably in the weekend, it's going to be really be helpful, especially for this trine. The trine is actually going to be the most strong on Thursday and Friday when we need the most amount of protection. And again, the moon in Scorpio has fallen. It's not the easiest, but it's going to send a, a good vibe. It's almost like a shield we're held, holding against uh, the black moon and whatever she's conspiring there with Venus and Mars. So definitely... Uh, pay attention. 
We have Jupiter opposite to the moon on uh, Wednesday. Just be careful not to smother or overdo or try too much. You know, just be a little bit more aware of overdoing. And again, this Chiron is really helping us. So Chiron sending great energy to the black moon and Venus right on Wednesday is a lot of healing that is possible. Now, the black moon, maybe she's going to trigger certain situations that's going to help you overcome some challenges or some difficulties in relationships that always existed. And you are um, being basically confronting these situations so that Chiron can help you heal them. So I think there could be, depends on, on, on what your situation in life, do you have a relationship, you don't have a relationship, what your traumas from relationship and so forth. And it again, relationship in astrology is business partners, collaborators, or anybody that you have take with for example contractual relationship even if you make one percent two percent from a certain project or a certain relationship that is a contractual relationship so in the broader sense it means people that reflect to you who you are it's as if we're all looking at the mirror and we're looking at a mirror and the black moon is showing us something kind of nasty but then kiron is coming and telling you no worries i can help you fix it i can help you fix it i can help you deal with it and the shield of protection means don't take it too seriously and don't get into any kind of moods. We have some beautiful uh, water coming. Then it has to do literally with healing. So this triangle between the water signs can give you psychic energy from Pisces, channeling from Cancer, and a lot of wizardry and enchantment from Scorpio. So in that sense, really, really positive. The moon is going to be on top of your on top of the south node on Wednesday, and that could mean a good time to discharge any negative karma from past life. So again, things that are familiar that you just have to discard and let go of is also happening around that time. June 29, the moon is in the middle of uh, Scorpio, the strongest. Again, she's still sending beautiful energy to the sun, which is satisfaction. And you can see again on Thursday that we still have that Venus clinging on and holding on onto the black moon, but she passed. So it's starting to get a little bit better, but I can't promise you that it's much better uh, because it's still 19 degrees. So it's not the easiest. I wonder what that 19 degrees Leo is where they have the conjunction. American Indian perform a majestic ritual to the sun. It's kind of interesting because it's happening in Leo, which is ruled by the sun. And at least we know that there is not only the protection of the, uh, the sun and the moon and the protection of Chiron, we also have a Native American uh, ritual, majestic ritual. So we, th there is some protection. But again, um, don't count on the protection. Pretend that it's not there. Okay, so if it comes in the last minute, great. You just have to figure out how to deal with some of these issues that might come up. And sometimes it could be a relationship that you have with yourself. It doesn't necessarily have to have a relationship with other people. Of course, the relationship with you have with yourself is a result of a lot of the relationships in your early childhood that other people had with you or around you. Um, any other thing that's happening significantly, uh, Mars and uh, Mercury sending beautiful energy to Jupiter. This is something new. It's going to continue stronger and stronger. I mean, it's actually been there. It's like lurking in the, uh, yeah, it's been going on there, that little sextile. And it's something that we're going to actually have in 2024, which is going to really be helpful uh, for us. But that's for 2024. 
The other thing that is going on that that uh, Thursday is on top of all the drama of the black moon with Venus. Uh, you see Venus is coming four degrees away from uh, Mars. She really is serious about meeting him. She just doesn't know, or maybe she does, that there's going to be a twist and a change of the plot, and she's going to start going backward just before she can catch him. But we'll see that going on slowly as we move day by day. But the moon opposite to Uranus on Thursday might be a little bit over the top. So just be careful of overdoing. So remember, we talked about Jupiter in Tuesday and Wednesday opposite to um, the moon, which means smothering and overdoing. Now we have Uranus also kicking in. And there is, again, some kind of an opposition there between the moon. So just be a little bit careful of any kind of madness or or trying to be too much or over the top if we look on uh, june 30th it's a friday uh, venus is definitely uh, letting go of moon she's still close she's only three degrees away from taurus it's so suspenseful she's almost going to catch him it's like a reality show but we kind of know the future even though venus is supposed to tell us the future but it's all stories when you know what's going to happen to the character and the character doesn't know it and it's creating these tensions and we're going to be having over that uh, issue of Venus on top of the black moon uh, Neptune though is going to be stationary that's going to be Friday and Saturday a uh, uh, I just did a class with Peter Denu uh, in the 20th century, 19th, 20th century. And one of the things that I did about his chart was I wanted to understand what made him a mystic is that his Neptune was stationary. So remember we talked about it. When there is a planet, it's that it's stationary. It's getting the pure force. So on Friday and Saturday, the pure force of Neptune. So Neptune pure force could be definitely oh, mosquitoes here because I have to sleep here tonight. Um, it could be also something to do with uh, intuition, dreams, uh, all those uh, memories from past lifetime, literally mysticism, empathy, the ability to engulf everybody in love. For example, the three pillars for Peter Denubin, his, his mysticism was wisdom, love and truth, which definitely are very powerful, positive uh, pillars. And if everybody could adhere to we won't need to have any kind of wars or sickness or anything. You know, but these are very difficult things to handle. He had Neptune stationary. He could do it. Well, on Friday and Saturday, we're all going to have that Neptune stationary. So again, it's a time to practice meditation because maybe stationary means that you can sit there and meditate longer. And funny enough, if you guys, anybody of you guys are in Turkey and you happen to be in Fethiye, uh, in uh, Bill, in uh, the beach house, uh, sorry, what am I talking about? Hillside Beach Club. Uh, I'm going to be doing actually a class uh, that day on Saturday on July 1st and July 2nd. So if you know anybody's there, just spread the word. Uh, it's a free class for anybody who actually makes it there. But anyway, Neptune stationary Friday, Saturday. Great time for channeling. Great time for automatic writing. Great time to get really good, um, let's say, answers from the universe. At that time, coming from your guides, coming from inside of you. Uh, then from Sunday, Neptune is going to be retrograde. Mercury is one degree away from the sun on Friday. Again, a lot of clarity. So we're going to have intellectual 
clarity in cancer channeling, but also uh, a lot of, let's say, mystical clarity coming from that Neptune. So meditations are going to be one of the best things you can do for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because it's stationary. Try to sit there stuck a little bit longer. The moon is going to be sending a beautiful trine on Friday. That even adds more clarity to your mystical pursuits. So again, very magical Friday. Saturday, which is Jan July 1st, we're starting July Venus is far away, uh, far away. Two degrees all week is going to be stationary squaring. So again, there could be some issues in relationships. So uh, we can have issues in relationships, unpredictable things around relationships. So there could also be echoes of some arguments or discord that started happening when Venus and the Black Moon were together. And that square between Venus and Uranus is... Um, it's basically starting very strongly on Thursday, trying to see how long it's going to last. It's going to last until uh, about July 6th, Thursday. So that's going to guide us for the next two weeks. So even though Venus is still not stationed, it's not retrograde, she could be a little bit um, intense with us. So Saturday, July 1st is very strong square kind of conflict between Uranus awakening, unpredictable energy, disruption, craziness, and Venus, which is relationship, partnership. And because it's also finance, and we had the black moon on top of Venus, just watch your finance and be a little bit more careful with finance in general. But it is an awakening. So it doesn't always have to be a thing. Saturn is still sending a beautiful trine to the sun and Mercury we can benefit from. And the moon is moving into Sagittarius. Saturday, Sunday, it's a little bit more if you do anything that has to do with education, wisdom, truth, philosophy, that can also help quite a lot. So definitely, I hope it's going to help me teach. And because we are in cancer now, the moon is always very, very important where it's located. And on uh, next Sunday, the moon is going to be in Sagittarius closing a beautiful trine of fire between Chiron, the moon, and Venus and Mars. So that Sunday, next Sunday, we'll talk about it. We'll be here together. I mean, we'll be in the, I'll be in the southern part of uh, Turkey, but we'll meet online. And we're going to have that trine of fire. So we're moving from trine of water to trine of fire. And the moon in Sagittarius, it's a little bit more optimistic. You know, things can pick up. So what I wanted to, um, uh, what I prepared for you, because I thought it's kind of an interesting case study, uh, is, um, let's look at what I have, slideshow. Yeah. So first, if you guys are, wanted to remind you, yeah, I just heard Flander Europe, we are going to have a very interesting astrology workshop on the weekend of July 21st to 24th. So if you're around, if you want to sign in, we still have some uh, uh, spots there. I just got some pictures from uh, Finhorn. I've never been there. I don't even know if you're supposed to pronounce Finhorn like Finhorn or Findhorn or any other way. Uh, but it's an amazing place. I taught in Omega. I taught in SLN. But this seems to be something that is like uh, next level, especially in nature. So I've been reading a lot about it, especially if it's for the first time. So if you are around Edinburgh, know anybody in Edinburgh, I'm going to teach there a past lifetime regression, which is very appropriate because I know I lived there in past lives. 
and uh, about uh, sacred, uh, no, about uh, astrology. And also, if you're in Zurich, we added the class on past lifetime regression. So again, if you're not in Zurich or if you know anybody, please help me spread the word. I don't um, use any marketing or PR um, uh, people. So for me to be able to continue doing this traveling and this uh, reaching out for you guys, uh, sometimes the best marketing is you guys. So if you know anybody in Zurich or if you're in Zurich, we're going to do the past lifetime regression on July 7th. In London, I'm going to do uh, readings. I think I don't have any more spots, but you can always email me because sometimes people uh, in the last minute can't make it. But we're going to have a webinar that's open to everybody about sacred spaces. I developed some interesting uh, concepts about how to use the, the campus, literally, to make your home altar more meaningful and even to discover your best direction in the planet. So we have these meridians, we have these uh, lines that cross over the planet. And once you discover your favorite feeling or your favorite uh, direction, we can then look at locations in the world that fits best for you. So we're going to do that sacred space. And because some people ask to open it as a webinar, it is going to be open a webinar in London time. But again, it's going to be uh, given to you. I mean, if you're signing, you're going to have it uh, also sent to you. And we're also going to do a whole day on tarot. And we're going to learn how to read the cards and how to use the cards for not only answering questions, but also getting deep into the bank of symbols. And it's kind of amazing how this uh, graphic novel of the soul uh, has so much information that you can use. So we're going to do that. And that also is a webinar open to everybody. And that also is going to be uh, open for, uh, you're going to have the ability to uh, download it after. And then in Findhorn, you have to be in person. What can we do? You have to come to Scotland and uh, join us there. So again, if you are in England, it's not that difficult. I'm taking a train up there uh, or an airplane back from there so I can get to um, Israel after. And if you are interested in astrology, we're going to do the eight-week series again. I haven't done it, I think, for a while since the pandemic. And we're going to do it uh, from August 23rd. So that was about that. Yeah, for the readings in most places, if you are, I'm going to be there. Uh, yeah, first of all, it's kind of interesting because that was the first slide I thought about. And the first thing I thought about when I read this whole thing about uh, the Wagner uh, situation, as you all follow the news, you know what was going on in uh, uh, Russia. There was almost a coup, or maybe there was, maybe there still is. You never know with the Black Moon because she never tells you everything, especially if her actors that she chose for her little play is the head of the uh, biggest mercenary army on the planet, Wagner, which is definitely named specifically because he chose that name because he knew that. And Putin, which, you know, was taught from an early age to lie, to deceit, and to uh, not tell the truth. We don't even know his chart because some people don't even know when he was born. Uh, we don't suspect that uh, it's true, the time of his birth or the time or the, uh, the date of his birth. Earth. So anyway, when the Black Moon, Lilith, Mother of Demons, the war-mongling uh, Black Moon, came upon, uh, upon uh, uh, Mars, that's when the drama unfolded. And then uh, it's interesting because when I looked online to check what was going on, right on the third, 23rd of June, and it's going to last until the 6th of July. That's why I don't think it's completely over. So a lot of the processes that might have happened to you on Friday, 
are not completely over, they might take until the 6th of July to be done. And what happened is that Mercury went out of bound. I think we talked here a little bit about out of bound. I just finished the chapter on the 2024 book about it as well. So I'm kind of like uh, hot on the subject. I'm kind of interested in it. It's a really fascinating subject. And that's why I had this little um, uh, diagram here. Where we have is most of the planets, what they do is they don't go more than 23 degrees, 26 minutes or south or north from the equator. So they all orbit around that. When a planet, for some reason, goes a little bit further south or north from 23 uh, degrees, 26 minutes, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't matter that, that specific of it. We call the planet out of bound. Now, it doesn't happen that much. It's kind of rare. Yeah, I have a list here. For example, the moon, who is kind of lunatic. Obviously, she's going out of bound quite a lot. What is out of bound? West, when there's no law, there's no sheriff. The sheriff is kind of the crook. Uh, you know, it's like um, a planet that is going rogue, in a sense. It's not answering the, uh, the uh, ground control. It's not listening to the sun. It's kind of going away. Of course, the sun never goes out of bound. Thank God. Jeez, if it would go out of bound, we would not be here. And the, the word even out of bound was coined in 1994 by an astrologer. And it's interesting because out of bound ideas are coming into a Saturn return. Yeah, 2023 is precisely 29 years from, two, from 1994. So that concept of out of bound is being tested now by Saturn very strongly because it's going itself through a Saturn return. And yes, ideas and concepts, books, projects, movies, uh, we talked about James Bond going through the second Saturn return, also go through Saturn return, out of Saturn return. When a planet is out of uh, bound, what it what happens to it, it's um, not listening to the laws. It's, it's, it, it could be very positive. For example, Einstein had it very close to his household work. So that means that um, he thinks differently. Thank God. He's uh, not listening to the laws of nature. Yeah, and Newton was kind of wrong about these things. You know what I mean? He's He's able to see beyond. That's what the out-of-bound does. Now, sometimes it causes lunacy, insanity, madness, it's almost the same thing, a craziness, unpredictability, not adhering to the law, you know, being irresponsible. Sometimes it makes you see things that others could not. Now, the moon goes 15% out of bounds, so it's a lot. And I'm don't worry, next book, uh, next year, 2024 book, we'll have uh, the list of the out-of-bound periods. Uh, Mercury goes 13% out of bounds. Uh, Venus goes 12%. Mars, which is kind of interesting because his whole thing is about war and uh, breaking and being impulsive, goes 17%, which is quite a lot. Um, I think it's the most amount, yeah. Then Jupiter, which is considered to be the law and order, only goes less than 1%. Uranus, which is kind of crazy, goes 8%. And when he does, he does it for a long, long time. And then for many, many years, he doesn't. So we don't have to worry about him for a few years. Uh, Pluto does it 10%, same thing. He might not be out of Mercury, is that it went out of bounds right on the 23rd of June, 2023. And how it all started, I actually took it from um, uh, this, this um, the, the text I took from New York Times. They did a really nice layout of everything. So... It's not only, remember we talked about it, the seed in the ground doesn't, doesn't grow. It needs to have the earth, it needs to have the mineral, it has to be water, and it has to be in the right time, right? In the right seed. So we have the out of bound and we have the black moon and Mars coming together at the same time. 
So in a series of posts on social media, uh, of course, it's Mercury retrograde. So it's Mercury retrograde. It's not Mars retrograde. So it's Mercury retrograde. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Delete. It's Mercury out of bound, not Mars out of bound. Mars out of bound, maybe there will be already dead people in the streets and all that. Mercury out of bound, it's the trickster. Something to do with communication. Maybe even a little bit of misunderstanding or sometimes the, the words getting out of bounds because of crazy. So in a series of posts on social media starting 11 a.m. Friday, Moscow time, uh, Mr. Prigozhin, I'll just call him Prigo. I don't think he's even worth a full name, questions the Kremlin's motivation, moti motives for the war in Ukraine. Well, uh, we've been questioning it for a long, long time. Thanks for joining after you've killed so many people, you know, following his question uh, motives. But anyway, and accused the Russian defense minister uh, of ordering deadly airstrikes on Wagner's fighters. It's okay when you're killing women and men, no problem. But Wagner's fighters, that deserves definitely a reaction. And he says, the evil brawn born by the country's military leadership must be stopped. And I don't think he means, you know, he pays to them, they died and they're assets for him. And if you can look, at the little slice of the chart that I gave here, you can see Uranus is already causing a lot of trouble to Minerva, the goddess of war. The moon is in Leo, Minerva in Leo, Mars in Leo, Black Moon in Leo, Venus in Leo. Leo is ego, big ego. And Uranus in um, Taurus is kind of bombarding that ego with even more disruption. So that's happening right when Mercury is out of bounds and we can see Mercury and Mars and the Black Moon on top of each other. Then after midnight on Friday, what's happening is Russian security agencies denounce uh, Mr. Prigo and his uh, in a series of uh, announcements in state media. The Federal Security Service, Russia's main intelligence agency, opened investigation against him. Was there to investigate? He wrote these things. He said these things. It's, it's, it's nothing to investigate. It's obvious. And um, videos are starting to circulate in social media, out of bounds, right? Mercury, social media, showed armed vehicles from the military and nation guard being deployed in Moscow. So, and Rostov-on-Don, where uh, Mr. Prigo and his gang are said to be approaching. So literally, the drama unfolds. And you can see now what's happening is that the link between or the connection between or the uh, conjunction between the Black Moon and Mars it's getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And it's Saturday, 7 a.m., just a few hours after, uh, after that. The moon has moved already to Virgo, out of Leo. So the, the energy of the moon has started to calm down a little bit thing. I think there's more reason. Remember, we talked about moon in Virgo being more reasonable. Uh, despite the defense um, measures, Wagner's forces took Rostov on uh, Don with little resistance or his uh, military headquarters is claiming that he is control of the key city. Now, that city is very important because A, it's on the road to Moscow. B, that's the place where a lot of the gathering of the army is for attacking Ukraine. So that was a part of that drama again. And the um, uh, we have now Venus approaching the Black Moon. So we now have the Black Moon sandwiched right between Venus and Mars. Then Saturday afternoon, Wagner consolidates the control over Rostov on, uh, on Don. And starting to push towards 
Moscow. He claims that he was 125 miles away from Moscow. That's kind of impressive. Moscow is supposed to be the place that you're not supposed to ever attack. And Putin addressed the nation in a big uh, address. So we know that this is actually really happening. And he calls them traitors. And then what happened Saturday, 8, 8, 8 p.m.? Remember, I told you, out of bound. Out of bound basically means unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen. And immediately, suddenly, it's Saturday, 8 p.m., we are told that there is a surprise deal. Uh, the Wagner's people are going to go into uh, Belarus, and Moscow has been saved, you know, from uh, civil war. And then I looked at the chart, which is fascinating, for 8.30 p.m., Moscow, Saturday, July 24. And look, I guess you guys can just imagine, I'm telling you, I'm going to explain to you what's happening What's happening over Moscow is something completely different, changed. And what ha happened is you can see a six-pointed star. It's not that Moscow became suddenly Jewish and they're now putting flags of Israel. No, that is the six-pointed star, which means that six planets or heavenly bodies are creating perfect protection around. So somehow on Saturday 8, in a surprise deal to save Moscow, save Russia maybe, or I don't know, maybe to save the world, because who knows, these guys also have nuclear, you know, stuff. Um, we have a six-pointed star forming, and the energy started calming down. It's just so beautiful to see how uh, the planets or, or, or the celestial environment is reflecting. I don't think they control what's happening here. They just reflect to us what's happening. And this, because it was out of bound, because of the black moon involved, and then because of the drama of this beautiful triangle of uh, protection, these two triangles of protection. So basically, remember I always tell you triangle of protection, it's a, it's the mountain of the sacred mountain, it's protection. We talked about that. One of those you saw in the map, how, how happy I was when there was only one triangle. Look what's happening when there's two triangles. Literally, oop, surprise deal. So anytime you see that in your chart in the future, if you have it in your chart, wow, you're a surprise deal and you also are protected. But definitely there was something happening very close to a catastrophe, either for Russia or for the world, and it was averted for now. But the beautiful thing about it, at least for me and my attitude, is that there was a crack in that feeling, another crack of the feeling of Putin being genius, Putin being in, uh, impenetrable, be, being in control of everything. He is not in control. He probably is not knowing what's going on. So uh, then he had this airplane and he left and then he disappeared from the airplane. And he came back. I mean, it's almost like a Mickey Mouse. It's kind of a cartoon. And of course, the sad thing is that uh, people are dying you know, because of this, uh, the extended war. But let's hope that maybe it created enough dent or enough crack in all of this so that it maybe eventually we can end this war. But that's how it works. The triangles of protection forming the six-pointed star, literally the Star of David over any chart, any country, any city creates some kind of a protection shield. So that's part of what I wanted um to share with you guys. And one last thing before we leave next Monday, I'm going to talk about it, but I just want you to prepare July 3rd. We have the beautiful full moon in Cancer. It's going to be uh, the sun opposite to the moon. So we have a lot to look forward to in next uh, week. I hope to see you guys um, uh, next, uh, I mean, anywhere in the world, whether it's in uh, Zurich or whether it's in London or Edinburgh or Finhorn or Tel Aviv or Istanbul or Sofia. I'm going to go back to Sofia. 
and probably back to Istanbul. Um, so I hope to see you on my Instagram uh, bio. You can click there. You can see all of my appearance. And of course, you're going to get the... Uh, for you guys in Zoom, you're going to get everything we talked about um, over the email. So thanks a lot for um, uh, spending your Sunday or whenever you're hearing it or seeing it uh, with me. I'm uh, saying goodbye, waving my hand, uh, responding to your waves of hands. Thanks again a lot for bearing with me. I know it's kind of a lot of information sometimes and I speak really fast. But again, thanks a lot and good day or good night. And have a wonderful, wonderful week.